Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutton. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. How's this for a neat exchange? You pay $75. You get back $100. Would you like that kind of return for your money? Well, you can have it by investing in United States savings bonds. You'll get back $4 for every three you put in, and even more if you hold them longer. And it's a cinch to save when you join the payroll savings plan. It's the easy way to invest in savings bonds. Your employer will save a few dollars for you every payday. You decide the amount, the rest is automatic. You won't even miss the money, because it comes off your check before you see it. Soon you'll have a fine nest egg of bonds earning extra dollars for you year in and year out. Invest in United States savings bonds today. It's not only an investment that pays off for you in dollars saved, it helps to build a stronger, safer America. So with United States savings bonds, you get double security. Form a partnership with your Uncle Sam today and watch those savings add up. Do it the easy way with the payroll savings plan. Today's Wistful Vista Gazette says, Police report no arrests so far in McDonald jewel robbery. Only clue so far is a button found at scene of crime which Chief Malone says will lead his men to the burglar. If you're wondering what this has to do with Mr. McGee, listen to him talking on the phone. No, Doc, I still haven't told Molly about it. It'll only get me in more hot water. Because I don't want her to know I was out walking in my sleep the night the jewel robbery happened, that's why. So what? You and I know I didn't do it. But the way it stands now, the cops have got a button that came off of my overcoat, and any minute they're liable to come busting in here yelling, I give up, don't shoot! Where are you, McGee? Oh, oh, it was Molly. She's in the front room. Well, well, sure I'm jumpy. Wouldn't you be? My gosh, I'm... McGee, something's wrong with our radio. It keeps fading in and out, so... Yeah, put plenty of starts in the cars. Oh, okay. I'll pick the shirts up later, Ming. Oh, bye. Who are you talking to? Uh, Sing Sing. I mean, uh, Sing Ming, the, the laundryman. Want to know how I wanted my shirts done. When did this start? Don't you like the way I do your shirts anymore? Well, uh, I, I didn't want to bother you. And uh, Where's my coat? You, you know where my coat is. i got to run down to Kramer's drugstore and get some cigars. You seen my coat? Hanging in the hall. My goodness, you're nervous. No, not me. I'm not nervous. Nothing to be nervous about. Where's my hat? You, you seen my hat? There in the closet, where it always is. Answer the door. I'll get your hat. <clears throat> McGee, come out of that closet. Now see who it is first, Molly. And talk loud so I can hear you. Bob, what's this all about? I'll tell you later. Answer the door before they get suspicious. For heaven's sake. Yes? A uh, package, ma'am. Bond time. Oh, thank you. Get some things from the bond time, McGee. You can come out now. What's this all about? The way you dived into that closet when the doorbell rang, you think the police were after you. Well? Well, I, I, I'd rather not say. Now, McGee, take off that coat and tell me what's going on. Well... As soon as I get back from Kramer's drugstore... Harry, you look awful silly going down to the drugstore dressed like that. What do you mean? 
Very few men are wearing women's coats this year. Oh, oh, your coat. I thought the sleeves were kind of short. Let me help you off with your coat, madam. There. Now sit down. Let's have a woman-to-woman talk. What goes on? Well, you see, well, I, well, what the heck is that? The radio. That's what I came in to show you in the first place. It's been fading on and off like that all morning. Oh, well, I'll fix it. I'll get my tools and fix it. No, no, McGee. You can fix it later. It's faded down again anyhow. I want to know what's wrong with you. Tell Mother all about it. Well, as you know, Molly, I'm not the best husband in the world. Oh, no. But I've always been honest. Ever since the day I was born in that little white house on the top of Kickapoo Hill back in Peoria, to a poor but honest farm family, I've been a poor but honest. Times may have been hard sometimes, but no matter how much fate was against me, I've never been tempted by an easy life of crime. And would you turn that bad rat radio off? Oh, of course. There. Now, what were you saying? Well, you probably read about the McDonald Jewel robbery Wednesday night. Yes. Well, that same night, in spite of you warning me not to eat them crazy plum butter and rhubarb sandwiches, that whenever I ate that stuff as a kid, it always made me walk in my sleep, I ate the stuff, and when Doc Gamble found me up in the maple tree out in the front yard, I didn't know where I'd been police station to see if the button they found at the robbery was off my overcoat, but it wasn't. Thank heaven. But in the excitement, I left a button that was off my overcoat there, and I run off with their button, the one the burglar lost in the robbery. So now they got my overcoat button with my fingerprints all over it, and they sent it to the crime lab. Heavenly days. You mean they... you... oh. Yes. So what do I do now? There's only one thing to do, McGee. You and I are going to take a little trip. Ah, oh, good for you, baby. I knew you'd say that. They'll never catch us. We'll check the plane fare to China. If I haven't got enough dough for both of us, I'll go ahead No, and... no, we're not going to China, McGee. We'll just take a little trip down to the police station and straighten this whole thing out. The police station? Whose side are you on? Yours, sweetheart. I'm sure once they hear your story, they'll know. McGee, come out of that closet. Unlock that door and listen to me. Mm-hmm. McGee! <laughs> to Esther Vista in a minute. This is Walter Pigeon. I'd like to ask you to think for a moment. Think of all your neighbors, friends, or relatives who have died of cancer. Now I'd like you to think of something hopeful. The biggest battle in the history of medicine is now being waged against cancer. Science is learning more and more about this disease, and I'm confident that someday cancer will be conquered. But it won't happen without a fight. And leading this struggle is the American Cancer Society. Their programs of research, education, and service have already accomplished a great deal, and they will do much more if all of us help them. You see, the American Cancer Society can exist only if the American people support it. So won't you join me and all of your friends and neighbors and give generously to the American Cancer Society? Mail your contribution to cancer, care of your local post office. That's cancer, Care of your local post office, please, please help in this fight against man's cruelest enemy. Now, McGee, you walk right into that police station and go up to the sergeant's desk and tell him we want to see the chief. Let's go home and forget the whole thing. When they come and get me, that'll be time enough to explain. No. Are you going to tell your story to the chief or am I? Well, what if they don't believe me? What if they think I really did steal the jewels and I'm just trying to score them out of it? You're innocent, so stop worrying and come on in. The truth never hurt anybody. 
Think of George Washington. I'm trying to, but I keep thinking of Willie Sutton. He got 20 years. Ah, good afternoon, officer. We'd better get out of the doorway, Molly. Turn loose of that railing and come on in. Ah, quit banging on my knuckles. Then let go of that railing and come inside. I'm just trying to get you in there before you lose your nerve, McGee. Lose it? I never even have it. Look, Molly, this is no good. Even if I told them cops the whole story, and even if they did believe me, I'd still get about 15 years. 15 years for what? Well, how did they get my button in the first place? Because I accidentally left it here and took the other one by mistake. Yes. Well, that's stealing. I'll get five years for stealing that button, plus another ten years for helping a fellow criminal because I stole their only clue. So either way, if it... Ah, it's yours, and I say, isn't it? Uh, hi, officer. I was just saying to my wife here, what a nice... This joint is crawling with cops, Molly. Let's get out of here before... No, Molly, not in there. Come on. Let go of my arm. Please, Molly, you wouldn't turn me in. Me, your own flesh and blood. Think what you're doing, kiddo. I'm a married man. I got a wife. Sergeant. Uh, yes, ma'am. Is there something that I can do? I'd like to talk to the chief of police, please. Well, now, I'm afraid that's not possible, ma'am. The chief is a little busy right now. Oh, well, if he's busy, we certainly don't want to bother him, do we, my dear? Yes. As a matter of fact, we do. Sergeant. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yes, chief? Come in here a minute, will you? And bring a couple of detectives with you. Uh, what's the trouble, chief? I've looked all over this blasted office. Can't find my cigarettes. Yes, chief. Oh, by the way, there's a lady out here. She wants to talk to you. What about... Come back here, McGee. Tell him it's confidential. Let go of my jacket, Molly. You'll tear it. Uh, she says it's confidential, sir. Okay. Tell her I'll be out in a minute. Oh, and about my cigarettes, skip them. I just remembered. Uh, what's that, sir? I don't smoke. That lad needs the furlough. One of these days. Oh, uh, the chief will see you in a minute, ma'am. Uh, just sit down over there. Thank you. Come on, McGee. Let's sit down. Well, I hope you're satisfied. My own wife, a stool pigeon, sending me up the river, and I can't even swim. I'm not sending you up the river, dearie. I will admit at the moment you're up the creek, but when we explain to the chief what happened... He won't believe it. You'll see. You wait till they slap the handcuffs on me and then drag me off to my cell. And don't expect me to be too cheerful when you go up to visit me on Sunday. Oh, stop talking that way. You're not going to jail. You're innocent. We'll tell them. Wait, here's the chief now. You wanted to see me, ma'am? Uh, yes. There's a little matter I'd like to... But I'm innocent, I tell you. This is a foam rat. I didn't do it. Honest, I didn't. Come on now, Muggsy. Cut out the noise and come along quietly, or you'll force me to do something impolite, but I didn't do it. Now, won't somebody listen to me? I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Who was that? Some guy that was just convicted on a bank robbery in broad daylight, too. He'd tell him he's innocent. Says he just happened to be passing by when somebody stuck the gun in the satchel full of dough in his hand. Well, isn't that possible? I mean, that could happen. That's what they all say. Luckily, the jury never believes those crazy stories. He got 20 years. Oh, <laughs> now, about your problem? What were you saying, ma'am? Me? Mm. Well, uh, I, uh, uh, dearie, uh, would you tell the chief, uh, I, uh... I'm, I, I'm afraid there's been a little mistake, chief. My, my wife's a little confused. <laughs> she, uh... Uh, she thought this was the lost and found. Lost and found? Yeah, she lost her head for a minute there, but I think she just found it again. Come on, Molly. Home. Peter and Molly will be right back. tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations. 
We're on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have a very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see us. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And, of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network. We'd love to have you with us. You poor lad. I'm glad you finally told me about it anyhow. Yeah. Now we can both be nervous. Oh, this is a mess. I'll say it is. Good night. Good night, all. brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the sergeant, Ken Christie as the chief, and Jess Kirkpatrick as the prisoner. This is John Wall inviting you to tune in again tomorrow night when legal assistance is sought by Mr. McGee of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Tonight, hear the heart of the news with Jim Fleming on the NBC Radio Network.